Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Let me welcome to the show founder and CEO of The Labs with a Z. It's an all-in-one tool that makes it easier to create highly interactive and immersive web experiences. We were just talking about meta. Boo, maybe this is yay. I don't know. Let me welcome Ms. Farah Allen. Hi. Hi, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Good to good to have you. Good to see you. Um, I love our techophiles because there's a lot of people in tech that we don't know about. So labs, the labs Z with a Z dot com. Tell us about this company and why you started it. Yeah, so I started it one because I wasn't finding opportunities as a technologist in corporate America. Bam, you know, I wanted to, to move up in the world and I had a lot to say and really nobody wanted to hear what I had to say. So I had to make my own way. Um, so here I am, but um, you know, I'm, I'm from Miami, Florida, went to Florida A&M University, go Rattlers, uh, studied architecture, loved, I just loved being creative. And I uh, went to- Wait, so wait, let back up, back up. Cause Florida, Florida's having a moment right now. Um, and I, I often say Florida has some amazing people, especially in the, in the area that you came up in, Fort Lauderdale. I, I used to have a house in Winter Garden. I like the whole Orlando area as well. It's really nice, good people. Um, but you were able to, to grow and shine as a, te- as a technologist in Florida? No, I actually live in Atlanta. So okay, went, <laughs> all right, all right. School, yes. went to Florida A and M, great school, uh, and then went to Atlanta. So that's where I was really able to start the company. I still live here, by the way. So yes, so um, went into architecture and decided, of course, at that point there there wasn't you know that's not what I wanted to do. Period, and I went into technology. I uh, did management consulting. I started to design software. I didn't code it, but I understood enough to know how to solve problems through technology. Right, look, I'll put up a church finger again because uh, yesterday we were talking about math. So we had a math guy on that has all of these games that got even me geeked. I was like, I didn't know this was math. He was like, yeah, there's all these patterns, math. What was your entry point into getting excited about tech? It wasn't math. I hate, I didn't like math. I hate to say the word hate. (laughs) I was excited about tech because it was creative. Um, In construction, you know, architecture is construction. A lot of it, most of it is construction. A little piece of it is creative. Uh, I reached a dead stop with how creative I can be in it. And I needed that outlet. I needed I needed art in my life to feel fulfilled, to feel whole. And technology was just never stopping. It was always something new. There was, you know, in, in construction was like, how much can you learn about glass and glazing and bricks, honestly? <laughs> and the only thing I really started to like about it was these the SketchUp apps, the new apps that were coming out. And they weren't updating those apps very often either. So I moved into technology because it just seemed like a, a fantasy land. It just seemed never ending and always expanding. SketchUp acts that you got me excited. Cause I love, I, you know what I like? I like house H O U Z Z. I like going through and seeing all of the, well, and I, and I love, you know, I love to see how, even though I'm, I don't, I don't know anything about architecture, but I love yeah. to watch those house, those shows where they go into people's houses and every mm-hmm. single show on, on TV right now, I've watched, uh, some version, including Jeff Lewis when he was doing that. 
So for you, it was the, the actual apps that weren't, they didn't have enough of them. So you were like, let me get in here and see if I can change the game. Yeah, it was, it was like, I liked something about this world of technology. I want to know more. I wasn't in a career that allowed me to venture out outside of what I was doing. So I made a way. I just left it. So, Left so <laughs> Farrah Allen is here. Her company's called The Labs, uh, L-A-B-Z dot com. And you can follow her at CEO Farrah at F-A-R-A-H, uh, one R. So where, where'd you go? Was it Google? Was it, was it a friend? Like, I'm always no. interested in that entry. I, yeah. So I went to, I became a consultant. So I went to various different consulting agencies and, you know, did project manager project management, which was the easiest way for me to get into technology was through project management. You really didn't know, need to know much about, you know, the technology side in the, in the early days, you just need to know how to manage a project. And I did. <laughs> and I, I learned even more because it's super complex when you're managing software pro- projects. And so as I got more and more into understanding the ins and outs of how to build platforms and and software, I got really good, you know, and from me getting really good at, you know, following directions and kind of understanding how this, this process worked, I used my creative skills and was like, you know, hey, UPS or airline, you, you need this? Okay, let me figure out what this may look like. And then I started to become what is called a solution architect. I still don't know how to code now, but I'm sitting here designing based off of my creative brain as to what the humans would want, you know, to, to experience using software. And then because I had the, started to have the experience of hiring um, technical resources and checking them, that's another thing. Once you know enough, you know how to check them on some stuff <laughs> that they're not doing right. That's the management part then I got really, really dangerous. I got really, really good at what I was doing. Um, and at that, that point, I left the agency world and opened up my own um, management consulting call, firm called Farrah Allen Group. I love we it. Had, we had Deltas, the, the Deltas of the world. We had the cities. We started doing election platforms and such. So I was just always someone who you know, it was like, what's next? I, I've mastered this. Let me master something else. I, I like hard stuff. It's just been traumatic for me that my personality is like that, but it is what it is. I've accepted that I like to do hard tasks and conquer them. So that that was the beginning phase for me. So then you ended up, so walk us through the creation of the labs. So um, again, me, you know, my, my personality, I've always been someone who, who's cre- curious and uh, the world of management consulting, even having my own business, I still was limited. You know, I will make what someone else wanted me to make and uh, really get into, you know, into it for their company and I'll develop the platform, then I'll hand it over and I'll leave. Right. And it wasn't meant for me to stay. I really didn't want to. And so I was doing that. I was like, I want a product. I'm, I think I'm pretty good at, at doing this right now. I want a product that I can see to fruition. And when I started, um, of course, the startup 
sexy, you know, extra sexy. Uh, it was startup world. Everyone's, you know, kind of trying to get into it. And so I started to learn what it was to have a startup. I started participating in the events, local events, which Atlanta had a lot, still does. It's an ecosystem for, for startups. And um, I realized that regular people were doing this. Like the, the barrier to entry became smaller because I was in the world. It was mm. no longer like this mystery. And uh, I went out and start seeking help. <laughs> and that was hard, especially as an African-American woman uh, and people not being African-American that are kind of controlling this space. There was, there was a lot of roadblocks for me to the point where I had to join programs that were made for me. And there wasn't a lot when I was out, I joined Digital Undivided. I joined yes. some other local programs in order for me to get the information. I couldn't even get information past Google, <laughs> Google and stuff. So Catherine Finney was out. Um, yeah, yeah. So that, because I, you know, I've been doing this for eight plus years. So everybody, you know, black girls code, uh, the, mm. the code Miami, like we, we have had everyone on who's been in because, and it is a paucity of people, you know, but it's, it's, is it better now? Would you say it's there, there are more people because it's still the same VC funding, still the same number percentage wise of, of black folk and black women in particular in, in tech. There's a lot more of us here existing. Um, and I think we are slowly breaking through the clouds into the, you know, into the sky and the universe. Uh, it's slow and uh, the funding is still, you know, not for us still 0.00%, but I feel as though enough of us are breaking through and using now our access and our money to invest in, into the ecosystem, which is powerful because we, we know the struggle, right? <laughs> especially as a founders giving back to founders. So uh, it is easier than it was when I started. I would say that it's not the same, but so, um, did, did you get, did you get funding for the labs? Did you have to go get I did. So I am one of, I don't even know how much it is, but at the time I was one of 50 black women to get over uh, $3 million of, of funding. Wow. <laughs> over a million. Wait, I hold on. You said 50 in a whole yeah. entire country. Yeah, VC funding. Mm-hmm. 50 women. And you were one That's of 50. <laughs> That's so crazy. I was on some, I've been on the list. You can look it up. Oh my know. goodness. Um, and that's sad. And congratulations at the same time, Farrah Allen. Um, mm-hmm. so how did you get the $3 million? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all starts with a good idea and, uh, and networking. So, okay. So know, p- pitch it to it. us because I think most of us have, all right. Cause you, y'all all have to, uh, master this elevator pitch. All right. So you come in, you got this company called the labs. I, I am a, a, a billion dollar hedge fund. Go. <laughs> Aaron, when I started, I'm going to tell you before I go, I've pivoted three times. <laughs> so the first, I was a music tech startup. You read, read something about interactive, you know, platform. I was a music tech startup solving um, the issue of copyright infringement as people are, are creating content together. And it was built on blockchain. That was my, my thing. It was very sexy at the time I was doing it. I was one of the first people, you know, in this blockchain ecosystem, people were funding stuff like me. I happened to be 
you know, uh, even though it was uh, lower on the funding scale because I was still a black woman, <laughs> I, at least I was sexy, right? Because of the the blockchain part and the fact that artists were losing so much money with such a visible subject. So I had some luck right. on my, my side and maybe even look, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, you know, for people who, I'm, I'm anti-VC funding at this point, me personally, but I want somebody to be in it, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm personally anti-V, I'm never going to go get funding for anything that I'm doing, period. We're going we gonna to be enough. But I feel like there needs to be a whole lot of y'all out there doing it. So with Farrah, what you're saying is you had to solve a problem. You had to solve a problem that the VCs wanted to fund, which at the time was blockchain, which I think is now they've pivoted from it. And, and you had to perfect your elevator pitch around these two things and come in and give them how important were your numbers in the research? All of that is important. <laughs> uh, I would say VCs, uh, it, it's a, it's textbook. It's really all written out. Like it's not, um, anything, uh, uh magical. Uh, they want to understand that they're giving money to someone who knows what they're going to do with it to make them money. And you're one, you have a big business, multi-billion dollar opportunity has to be something that they hear and they understand. And not everybody is going to understand. Some people may or may not. You find the people that are more likely to understand. Um, you under, you know, you know your industry. Um, you know more than the person on the phone, <laughs> and you got to convince them of that. And it doesn't matter if you know it. If, are you a convincing person <laughs> to, um, ex to explain that you know your industry? Um, and then, you know, have a plan. Have a plan that makes sense to uh, who you're, you're talking to and um, network. You know, it's very important for you to, to know VCs and you know, uh, sometimes you do get lucky, right? I've had lunches where the next day I got a $50,000 check. Okay. That's once, in, that's once every, you know, every blue moon. Right. You think it's normal. And then you're like a year later, I haven't done that again. Right. <laughs> I've done right. that again in my life. But there are these things, a lot of this, you know, there, a lot of it is controlling anxiety and feeling like you're a fish out of water. Like, it, and then just embedded um ways you think about money and asking for it you have to undo all of these things in order for you to even do half the stuff i'm talking about so it's a mental thing especially with african americans when it comes to like how do i ask for money and i'm asking for millions if you're a technology company i'm asking for two three million well as of happening we start asking for a hundred thousand dollars and we need two three million we never have a finished product at the end of the day because right. <laughs> we think we're unworthy of two, three million, where that's how much it costs to make this thing. You better say Work. that. <laughs> Farrah, Farrah Allen, uh, the labs is the company. So, so as you get over, and, and again, if you're raised in a community where, you know, the value, you know, money is the root of all evil and you have these kind of mental blocks around asking people for things as well. Cause my father was always like, don't ask anybody for anything that sticks in my head. Right. Yes. you you broke through. And you, and you got it, you got your pitch down and you got your money as, as you're building your business though, I, I think the anxiety around 10 X, because I keep hearing that 10 X. So you have to promise a return on the investment, right? How do you, how do you position that? Because that seems to be the hardest thing is, is to guarantee or to 
to, you know, put that on in writing that you, this is going to be a billion dollar company when there are very few billion dollar companies, really. Well, it's funny because you really can't guarantee by law, right? <laughs> you get okay. hit by uh, the government if they, you know, have that on writing. But you do have to to express in some way that this is a, a big business. One, your numbers. Like one, there's facts facts that everyone in the world knows, right? Everyone knows that healthcare is not great, right? And there could be improvement. If you are, that's a big number billions of dollars. If you are solving something in healthcare that no one else is solving, then they're automatically without much convincing, knowing that that's a big market. Now you're having to convince them that you're the person and your solution is it and you're going to sustain so that they can make that money from your idea, right? There's people that like the idea, but don't like the founders and won't invest. (laughs) Right. So it's your job to one, if you're going for VC money to figure out uh, the biggest market (laughs) that, you know, actually uh, makes VCs want to come in and then convince them as to how your solution is going to break through the noise of competitors and get that return, which they know because they know facts which the money's out there, you know? So that's, that's how you would prove that. Okay. Uh, Farrah Allen is here. The labs, L A B Z, the labs.com. How can my listeners, my family connect with the labs? What is the value to them? Yeah. So um, this to give you a little bit more about what we do. We have uh, this year, we've, we're, we're breaking through some, some real big, goals that we've had for the company since we started. We are um, going to be in about 5,000 ga- uh, EV stations, uh, 4,000 hotels across the globe. Uh, what we do is offer interactive software. So if you're at a hotel and you see a big screen or a touch screen and there's some kind of interaction, that's our, our platform. If you're at an EV station and you can click something and or, or do, do that kind of stuff at the gas station. That's our, our platform. We also do online metaverses for events. But at the end of the day, these things make you money, right? It brings engagement. That's not a website, but you know, better engagement. It also brings revenue when it comes to sponsors and ad dollars. We've seen it time and time again. Our customers are doing millions of dollars, um, depending on who they are doing these kind of uh, concepts and experiences. So your listeners can definitely reach out if they're interested in uh, kind of moving forward from a market perspective with labs experiences. So they can go to our website, um, thelabslabz.com. They can hit me up on LinkedIn, Farah Allen, one R, F-A-R-A-H. And um, definitely on all social Instagram, CEO Farah one. Um, yep. That's how they could reach me. All right. Well, listen, um, much success to you. I, I know why they gave you the money because you would not accept no. And, uh, you, you seem like a fierce, uh, a fierce person for your stuff. You know, your stuff too. You came in with that confidence and usually, you know, you think about all of the money they give to people that have nothing like Theranos and, you know, the least they could do is fund, you know, people who actually are doing things to help the community, to help people. So uh, onward and upward, you have an open seat to come back, Farrah, because you're going to be doing the next thing. I know you're going to be doing it because that's what technologists are, serial technologists. So congratulations. 
Thank you, Karen. Appreciate yes. you having me on the show. My pleasure. The Labs, T-H-E-L-A-B-Z dot com and CEO Farah with one R is where you can follow her on the Twitters and LinkedIn as well. Farah Allen, A-L-L-E-N. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.